doing? Mic check. Mic check. Check, check. Mic check. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Break the Ice, our every so often podcast. Uh, this is episode number two. We had Alex Ovechkin on a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're doing this one from the road, the very end of a long, the, a season-long five-game, 10-day road trip. We're in Toronto uh, last night of the trip, and we have the pleasure of being joined by two esteemed guests tonight, uh, Phil Pritchard. Mario Della Savia, both from the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, both guys who who follow the Stanley Cup around uh, in the summer, and we got to spend a lot of time with these guys last summer when the Caps had their uh, their run through Europe and North America with uh, with hockey's most coveted trophy, and so we'll just uh, spend some time with these guys hearing about last summer, other summers, what these guys do. Um, First, thanks, guys, for for joining us, and and I'm going to start with you, Phil, because you're kind of the face of of this uh, this thing. You're the guy with the white gloves. The... I'm surprised you even talking to us. You spent last summer with us, and you still want us here. This I is mean, okay. Like I said, you guys, uh, it, it's fascinating to me how this all came about, and and um, what one of the things that's crazy to me, or that that I know, noticed right away, is just how hard it is to keep up with the cup. Um, because the days are so long, guys get it from like nine in the morning until midnight, and and they go pretty hard uh, throughout the day, and it doesn't leave a lot of downtime for rest. And I know that at some point during this, the evolution of this, you guys or you, Phil, did this a, as a solo thing, and the days didn't end at midnight in those days either. They were, if I recall, uh, up to whatever the. Uh, Last call or the the closing time at the uh, at the bars in that particular town were, yeah. You know what? I I think the best word, Mike, there is evolution. And and as we all know in hockey, everything has evolved. Whether it's the first game or the equipment or your day with a cup, everything it doesn't really have a starting point, but it evolves into something else and something special. And I've I've been fortunate to do this for. Since 1988 now, September 88, I started. And my first week on the job, I got to travel with the Cup. So it, it's come a long way since then. Uh, obviously, with the days with the Cup, the social media aspect of it all. And it's it's all changed. And it's, it's all for the better, I think, too. So for now, we have the days with the Cup. And, and fans can follow their favorite player or, or wherever there might be in their town. But there was the times that there was no cameras following us. There was no social media. There there wasn't the internet. There wasn't cell phones. We were driving with a map, the old <laughs> map, no GPS, trying to find the guy's house and and stopping on the side of the road and phoning him at his home and say, we're, I think we're 20 minutes away. So it, it's changed a lot. Uh, but I think the thing that stayed the same is the the thrill the guy has when you show up at their house with the cup and – it's arguably, I guess, Mike, one of their most important days in their professional yeah. career that they bring it home, not for themselves, but they get their chance to spend it with family and friends. And I, I think that's what really makes it unique. And it's I'm glad it's evolved into this huge thing now that there's video of it and the guys can remember it down the road or there's photos or you can follow it on social media because – Sadly, it might be the only time they get the cup at their house. I mean, hopefully that's not the case with guys, but sometimes it is. And whether it's their first year or their last year in, in playing hockey, it's it's a special moment. And to be part of it, I'm I'm always thrilled and always honored to be uh, 
that sidekick to that three feet high, beautiful trophy. I love that that first moment too, because you're exactly right. When when a guy first sees it, when when it first arrives, that's really special. And, and I've talked to a few guys already who've said, "Boy, I hope we win this thing again," because I got designs on it, how I'm going to do it differently the next time around too. So you've already got that built in. And Mario, um, one of my favorite arrival stories was Michael Kempney um, in, in a small town called Hodonin in, in Czech Republic last summer um, because we were delayed out of Moscow. We had yes. all kinds of problems really right from the get-go. The two SUVs that we ordered were two little tiny cabs that we couldn't fit any of our stuff in and we we were delayed just getting away from the hotel to the airport. All kinds of issues at the airport. They told you guys, no, this, this, it's oversized. That's it right. can't, it can't go with you. That's right. We managed to finesse our way around that thanks to uh, some help from Sergey. And then um, the flight was delayed a couple of times. And so here's Michael Kempney, his whole family assembled in the backyard of the family home, just waiting and, and drinking, I'm sure. Um, and, and we didn't arrive until well after dark. And, and I just remember him greeting us when we, we pulled up in front. That's right. You know, we had so much fun that night uh, because he came out into the driveway with no shoes on and he was just <laughs> waiting for all of us. And he was so excited and we were excited to see him because, you know, it's an exciting time for him. So we take the cup out of the back uh, of the trunk and we handed it right to him and we said, hey, listen, you just enjoy yourself. And we walked through in the dark and all his friends and family and parents are there and they're just so, so excited to see this. Uh, beautiful silver trophy that they've won and uh, we sat down with the family uh, we we had a wonderful dinner and we you know we talk about having food at a certain time and it was probably what three o'clock in the morning you know America time yeah. and um, we sat down and she had the best uh, goulash that you could have uh, it was terrific and the uncle was uh, pushing and pushing to have a little shot of uh, yes. moonshine and uh you know i sustained i said no 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 but you know if you if you don't say yes they feel it's like a slap in the face yeah. in hospitality so we're always very nice to just have a little little, little, taste. little taste and say thank you so very much and of course the the the, the night went on and then the next morning we we did uh, other things with him yeah and on we went to i think it was jacob verona the, the next day um, Sometimes you, it's more than just one little toast. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> Sometimes it is, for sure. That's yes. another podcast. I That's think. right. <laughs> well, well, you know, one of the other things that, that is kind of cool to me is that the number of ex-NHLers, you know, you, you'll be at these these nights and you'll, you'll be looking at guys and go, man, I know that guy. Who is that guy? And you're trying to piece it together by the end of the night. Um any anyone stand out to you, caps or otherwise, that 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 just had an inordinate amount of of uh, star power or former NHLers? It seemed like there was some at virtually everyone um, that we went to, and a lot of it was current teammates as well. But yeah, so I mean, there's 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 the current teammates, but there's also guys that have best friends from uh, other teams and that. And mm-hmm. a, a perfect example comparing this year and last year is uh, Dmitry Orlov and Tarasenko are best friends. Yeah. And last year, if you remember, when we were going to Orlov's, we had the unfortunate incident. It didn't connect the flight through Moscow. But it did end up going to Tarasenko's town, and then they brought it from a helicopter to his town to Orlov. So when <laughs> Tarasenko won this year, 
He told us right away, hey, the cup's been to my town already. <laughs> That's right. He was all excited that it fit to his town before he had actually won it. And then he was telling the story, and we continued on with the story. But obviously, Dimitri came to Tarasenko's party this year. So not only guys are teammates' best friends, but best friends throughout the league and other sports and that. And I think that is – it's a great bond in sport and specifically in hockey that although you might be playing them on your on the ice, afterwards you – hold them in high regard to attend their Stanley Cup party, even though you might not have won the Cup. And I, I think that's pretty special. And it, it says a lot about people in sport and especially in hockey. Well, it's like going to Nick, Nick uh, Backstrom's house and uh, yeah. saying to him, you know, we love Sweden. It's a great, great town. There's a lot of Swedes in the National Hockey League. You know, would it kill us to go to an Ikea just to drop by and see some stuff and slugenbugen? <laughs> you know, and, and of course, he understood that completely because I'm fluent in the language. And uh, so we were talking and I said, you know, my fan uh, growing up was Boris Salming and Inga Hammerstrom. So fast forward to the next day, there he is. Mario, I'd like you to meet Inga Hammerstrom. So he's a he's been a scout for the last 30 years in Europe, and it was great to see him. So, you know, it, it, they understand that you're a fan as well. So it was a lot of fun with uh, his place. And then looking in his backyard, I said, you know, what body of water is this? He goes, well, it's the Baltic Sea. Oh, <laughs> just the Baltic Sea. Nothing, no big deal. So I stole some rocks and I left. I left. It was fun. <laughs> What'd you get for those rocks on the? A uh, few bucks, few bucks yeah. on eBay. Yeah, good. Yeah, Kijiji, I thought it was, wasn't it? No, no, I did the eBay, eBay thing. Okay. Yeah, I have an account there. Okay. <laughs> and you know, even even like junior teammates, I remember uh, we mentioned Vrana. We're we're carrying the cup through the uh, town square there in Prague, right right as the sun was going down, and him and like the kids that he played with in Sweden junior hockey are just. Carrying the cup and singing and chanting and yes. some other language. And, I mean, they were so joyous and boisterous. And, and, I mean, even if you don't know what they're saying, <laughs> That's right. you just get caught up in the moment. And, and one of the things that, that I remember was this woman just comes up and grabs my arm and she goes, Is that Coop de Stanley? <laughs> I said, uh, Yes, yes it is. And she goes, You're kidding me. And no. Not so much. But it, it's just amazing to me how it, Red Square is a great example, too. Um, there was nobody there on a Sunday afternoon until Alex Ovechkin showed up with it. And um, it, it draws a crowd and, and it puts smiles on people's yeah, faces. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, when we walked through there, I thought, oh, where, what, are we, what, what are we getting ourselves into? But, uh, you know, his presence is so, so. He's, he's a giant, and, and people recognize him. So when Sergey and I and everyone else were walking with him, it was like, wow, are we going to get, you know, attacked? Trampled. But, trampled. But no, they just followed him in and followed him out, and I thought that was just terrific. And, and at one point he said, spread out, back up, you know, so I can lift this thing and so that you, you right. can all, you know, and there's a great photo of all these cell phones just – Above the uh, shoulder lines of people trying to get th that that exact um, that exact photo. Have you guys ever run into a situation though where you were like, "Wow, this crowd's a little unruly or potentially out of control"? Anything ever teeter? You know what? I, I think the good thing hockey is fluent in every language, so we're we're good that way. The guys are always great. It's their guys, the guys' buddies that you got to watch <laughs> sometime. And I, I know Walt, one of the Cup guys, always red flags guys. Because they're so excited for the guy to bring it home, but yeah. they start drinking at 9.30 and partying at 9.30 in the morning while the player might be doing a 
a social gathering or taking it to a hospital or an arena yeah. for a public thing. And then when we catch up to the guys in the morning that show up at the party at eight o'clock at night, they're already, they're gone already. It's those guys you got to worry about. And they're not doing it, I think, in bad taste. They're just so excited for their friend that's actually made it and they're celebrating with it. So, but I think when I, when I said hockey is the world language, when you start talking to them and explaining it, they, they all get it and they're usually good and fingers crossed. We've always, uh, we've always been okay with it and that, and Stanley's got a few dings and dents, but not because of that stuff. I thought it was cool too. When we went back to the hotels, some of them, you, you got to go through the metal detector. That was incredible. Air, in Moscow. In Moscow right? <laughs> <laughs> What's in this thing? Well, it's just the Stanley Cup. Nah, come on, you're kidding. And That's right. Sure enough, you go through and you just to see that that X-ray photo and the look on the guy's face when when you know he found out. Yeah, you're not really pulling my leg here. Right. This this is the Stanley Cup. Um, I think that's funny too. That that Walt sort of you know preassesses these guys yeah. sort of a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got this guy making this guy as a, a you know a possible uh, possible troublemaker um, going forward. And you know one of the things you told me last year, Phil, um, was that the Caps sort of. Um, or trailblazers in two regards. Cup stands, which I know were controversial for you guys, because those those can be problematic yeah. with those those nicks and dents. Um, but also that just the 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 amount of coverage. Getting back to where we started here, um, the monumental crews and and Zach and I and uh, you know just following along and, and documenting everything uh, as 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 well as we could throughout uh, all that travel. And I I hope that other teams. Uh, follow it seemed like St. Louis um, did did a good job in that regard as well yeah you know you know what I mean I, I think when the guys look back at it from now years from now and they look through the video that you guys did for everybody it, it'll be a pretty special moment for them long after their career's done and there'd be certain things that stand out I hopefully their day with a cup and we all five of us here played a small part of it did you Guys, have to write anything into the uh, the unwritten rules of the cup as as far as the uh, the cup stands go. You know what? It was, it's funny this year when St. Louis won the cup. That was kind of one of the media top ten questions that was asked. So, did you guys really ban cup stands and that? And you know what? When I think Alex and and Braden did it with Jimmy Kimmel, right? They, yeah. And yeah, they, um, the jockey. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Or Jimmy Fallon, sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, right. But yeah. they had him, He, they had him right. Like they, and it's it's Alex and Braden Holtby holding them. So right. they're strong guys and they're holding his arms. So Jimmy wasn't going anywhere. His head was going in the right. cup and he was drinking at it. And there's no down pressure. There was no down no. pressure. Some of the guys, they were, couldn't do it. So they did that down pressure thing. That was the thing that if we had an objection, that was it. That the keg stands themselves or the cup stands I guess they're Washington Cup stands. They were great if they did it properly because mm-hmm. it was it was a unique way. And that's right. Like we talked about evolving. I mean, there's it's evolving a new way to drink out of the cup now. But when they put their hands on it and start pressuring it, that's could damage the cup. And that that was by my biggest worry. That at the time the cup was 126 years old. We want to see it become 127. Yeah, for and sure. And that, that's always the thing that we tell the guys is, hey, long after you're done, this cup. We want it to be round still, and that's kind of why we're here. 
And we also want it for the next player and the next equipment manager and so forth and yeah. so on. So we don't want to have to pull it off the road to repair it and, you know, somebody loses a day or and what have you. So that's, that's the downfall of those kind of things that happened. What, what have you seen as far as creativity of, of guys, uh, what, they, what they put into the cup? You know, that, that sort of, ah, I'm going to do Lucky Charms and whatnot. Have you, have you seen anything that, that stood out? Well, I, I think this year in St. Louis, and I never knew this was a thing, but I guess toasted ravioli is a big yeah, thing St. in St. Louis. Louis. Yep. And a lot of places we went, they had that. And I, I didn't understand the whole thing at first, but it's a St. Louis thing, and I'm, I'm sure every city's got a thing. I don't think I had seen toasted ravioli in the cup before. I'd seen ravioli in it. Obviously, a lot of guys with Italian descent. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're known as make the best pasta in the world, right? And they want to share it with it <laughs> yeah. with the Parmigiana. They put the Parmigiana <laughs> exactly. In so for what that, it, it's cool. And uh, I I always find it hard, Mike, when I hear things from people saying, "Why are they treating it badly?" Or by putting that in, I don't like it's. But I I don't think they are. I, I think, uh, and I'm going to use the Italian player for descent. Uh, their upbringing is Italian, and their Nona made the best past in the world, according to them. And without their Nona, they might not be the guy they are. So it's a very important part for them to have spaghetti in the cup with their mom and with their Nona or the grandmother or grandparents or whatever it might be. And I don't think they're doing anything to hurt or damage the reputation of the Stanley Cup at all. I think they're doing it in a a special way that means a lot to them personally. And you could go out east and you might have lobster or whatever, salmon, if you go yeah. out west or, or wherever you might be, toasted ravioli in St. Louis. It it meant a lot to Pat Maroon this year, a native of St. Louis, yeah. to put that in there. His girlfriend's family owns a place. And I think that's pretty special. I, I don't think the people understand sometimes when they see what they're doing, they automatically think, Oh, it's past it. Why, why are they doing that? But if they look to the roots of it all, it, it means a lot. And I would be hard-pressed to find any player that's won the cup that would want to damage that cup. I, I don't think no, there's I anyone think. out there. No, and it's unique, and it's fun, and it's exciting, and it's respectful, and, and they don't think anything other than it's this is my day, and I'm I'm having a great time, and this is the item that I love, and I'm going to consume it. Out of the cup, and you know it's the poutine and the yeah. and the little uh, little cookies that Eller had in yeah. in, in Denmark, yeah. and and the caviar uh, yeah, with Ovechkin, caviar and, with and, and Malkin did the same, yeah. and you know, and a lot of vodka and so forth. So I mean, I just having all that, <laughs> you got to have the Italians with the pasta. It's nice. Yeah, we're gonna have it's some nice. right after right after we're done. Yeah, here, and you talk about you talk about uh, you know going back a little bit about you know the crowds. I mean, Pat Maroon and uh, a lot of the Blues they went into this particular bar and. Uh, um, he says, what do I do? I said, you just hold on to that cup. I'll hold on to your back of your pants. And away we went. And, and my pants were ripped and his pants were ripped. And he goes, Mario, I can't believe it. I said, what? He goes, everybody was touching me. I said, well, what do you think? This is what, this is what it's all about. So, you know, he was extremely excited. And I just saw him in Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and uh, just he remembers. He remembers yeah. just the excitement that he had uh, on his days, you know? Yeah, and I know, Phil, one of the things that, that – you get jacked up about is going to a new country and, and Denmark was that country last year too. Um, how many, how many countries now? Uh, 29 we've been to with it. Uh, no, no new countries this past year, but when you think on the global game that 29 countries yeah. around the world have had a Stanley cup champion, 
or has the cup has come to it for some reason that's pretty amazing that really says a lot about how how our game is growing and how it's evolving again there's that word again that uh it's being played all over the place and but we have yet to go below the equator yeah that would be so something that it's, it's gonna happen yeah someday i mean hockey's played everywhere and they all want to play in the greatest league in the world and they all want to win the greatest trophy so and I want the points. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yes. I want the points. Yes. Canada, I love you. Yeah. Well, As I'm in radio and you can't see my, my finger wa- wagging, but that's what I want. I want the points. Well, and I don't know. There's probably not too many uh, players who have hailed from below the equator yet. No, not yet. A couple but here I'm sure there, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming for sure. Um, when, when, you know, they're logistically this you know just planning out a whole summer of cup travel and and making sure each guy has a day that that works for him and and then each guy individually planning his day and then getting you guys an itinerary so that you can get from your hotel to the you know each stop when you guys look at that do you do you have a feel for what how a day is going to unfold or is, are there days that just sort of go a little off the rails as far as, you know, logistics and trying to be at one place because we're all dependent on, you know, drivers. We we had somebody who was sort of dedicated to us everywhere we went. Yeah. And... I mean, I, th- I think that's the... the best part of the wish list is that's what you want. But obviously, as we all know, in the travel world, things kind of derail sometimes and... If we think back to when Sergey and I first started connecting back at the NHL Awards, trying to make this schedule with a big map and trying to make it work, and it's got to go to Russia quickly because Alex is going to have a a baby, so he wants to do it fast, but then we're going to have to go back to Russia again. I mean, it, it this whole nightmare all of a sudden comes into a schedule, and it's not so much of a nightmare anymore. Yeah, The nightmare happens when... A plane is delayed or like we talked about earlier or something's delayed or a car doesn't show up or what what have you traffic or whatever and I, I think that changes the day but like you said about Michael Kempney and other guys or Dmitry Orlov when it does show up whatever time it is it's the greatest feeling in the world for that guy because he's bringing it home to mom and dad and family and friends and and that all those other worries are kind of forgot about and it's it's a funny thing that we kind of say among ourselves, but really the party doesn't start till the Stanley Cup gets there. <laughs> well, and he, sure. and he, had, <laughs> I mean, the uh, Orlov, total class. Yeah. I mean, he knew it wasn't there. He was really, really professional about the whole thing, and we got it to him. And then, of course, the smiles are on his face. But he did a lot of stuff to get get it there. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, we were like. Everything else is here, but not the cup, and and uh, it finally came, and so uh, he was pretty happy about that. I, um, I talked about the dedicated drivers and stuff that we had. That the guy we had in uh, in the Dave. Czech Republic, Dave. David, was something. Yes, else. he was. He became one of our one of us. That's there right. for, for a couple of days. Um, he was something else. He was shooting his own uh, sort of. Uh, video thing. He was a videographer, and and um, you know he was very into the GoPro and stuff. And uh, I think I think it was maybe um, Kemp's agent who had uh, who would uh, sign him on. But yeah, he stood out among yeah. among all of, the, of those. He did guys. a lot of drone work and everything else yeah. like that. And it was pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff that he did. A yeah, big, and then he a came big over part here. Of the team, a big part of the team. Oh yeah, without that, you're 
St. Louis, we had a guy this year, Dave Otto, that when we were in St. Louis, he took us everywhere. And without that, your day changes. Because I don't know everywhere in St. Louis, nor did we know everywhere in Czech or Washington or wherever. You need those local guys that love it. That's right. I know for a fact that David's going to be listening. It'll be very excited that you guys mentioned him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. good. Dave, good to see you. So good now we've got my mom and Dave are listening. So we're doing okay. we got to be two. We're up to two. <laughs> Your second podcast, you got two listeners. Eight so more, we're and we're in double digits. Okay, Perfect. So, you know, then it's then viral, then, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah. Ten. Then we can maybe I have get people. A, I have people listening. We get a sponsor. No Yes. Yeah. Ponderosa. Oh, yeah. Ponderosa Steakhouse Player of the Week in 1974. Yeah. I had to throw that out there. Right. A prestigious award. None of, none of the, actually, <laughs> there's a lot of guys not won it. That's okay. No big deal. Tell us, Mario, you, you were the guy who, um, Ovi, Ovi was able to have two days, and, and you guys split it up, you and Howie. Um, the first part of Saturday was at the, the Fife of the World Cup. And, and that was um, kind of an assembly line of people just getting their photos taken. Um, there were there were thousands of people lined up there. I, there was a massive crowd for that. And then took it to uh, his, his hockey school where his dad yeah. was able – he was able to share it with his dad. Um, and then th- th- that night was a real a real um, off-the-hook party at a, at, a, at a karaoke place to the point where some of us uh, were sleeping it off the next morning. We didn't – do the the stop that you made um, with with Alex and and his his I guess the apartment where he lived when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean we went up to you know he he referred it as as the ghetto uh, you know so we went up to his apartment and it was a very small apartment and uh, that's where his mom and dad and his brother lived uh, for many years and he would show me in and around where the where the elevator was where we'd shoot the puck and so so forth and so on and. He would. Uh, he showed me uh, where he slept, and he sat on the bed, and he cradled the cup. And I said, "What are you thinking right now?" And he goes, "It's a, it's a dream, Mario. It's a dream." And um, I didn't realize his mom was a two-time gold Olympian in basketball, and his father was an uh, an athlete as well. And uh, his father and mother extremely proud of his accomplishments. And uh, he said, "Mario, come on, I want to show you the hockey cards." And he would tell me his favorite player. Um, and uh, he goes, don't, don't steal the cards. Don't steal the cards. I said, I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I just want to see. Let me look. You know, and then he would drive us around and show us other places. And uh, he, he's, a, he's a big, big, great human. And, and he has the utmost respect for the Stanley Cup and every other trophy that he's won in the National Hockey League. And uh, I tell you, it was a, it was a special time. We, we went to the cemetery as well. Yeah. Um, uh, where his uh, brother is and his mother-in-law. And um, I said to Alex, I said, this is you. This is all you. And, you know, and uh, I'll say a prayer while I'm in here. And, and so he went for some quiet time. And then we went on to the Red Square uh, yeah. that day. But uh, I tell you, he's, again, great human. Uh, he had a lot of fun. We went to the private um, ice arena where uh, where him and Malkin and many, many Detroit Red Rings are. And uh, newest uh, Hall of Fame from last year was uh, we sat down and had lunch. Uh, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. So, I, I think what strikes me about Alex Ovechkin, and you know what, before Washington won the Cup, I got to know him at the NHL Awards during the years of his Art Ross and, yeah. and uh, Rocket Richard Trophy and that. He was always great, but on the flight back from... Vegas then that morning and we landed in at Washington that private airport and he said to me Phil you come with me to my house 
So uh, we got the Stanley Cup, and I said, do you want the Conn Smythe as well? Yeah. So we had two cars. We went to his house, and we pulled into his house, and I knew there was a party that night, uh, that party in Virginia there at, at the Mexican restaurant. Yep. So I knew we had to be, exactly, I knew we had to be there, but I didn't know anything that was going to happen with Alex. And we pulled in, and he pressed his automatic garage door opener, and he shouted something in Russian. And his dog came running out, mm. and Alex hugged that dog like he, like that was his Stanley Cup. Mm. And then his mom came out, his mom kissed him, and they got a photo together, Alex, the dog, and the cup, and the mom with the cup and the consmythe. And their grins were so big, and he's hugging that dog. And then he hands me back the Stanley Cup and the consmythe, and he says, I'll see you tonight. I said, that's, that's all you want? That's all I want. I'll be, I'll be there tonight. And I thought, holy smokes, this guy, he gets it. He gets everything about what it means, his family yeah. and all that. And then throughout the summer, you get to know him more. And then when he came to the hall, to our archives, to really appreciate what the history of the game was and, and how he fits in and how he looks up to all these great stars. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that about Alex Ovechkin and to be able to spend the summer with him and the rest of the Caps, I think it's pretty special for us to understand what, what each guy is and what their family is and what they're upbringing and yeah. how they fit into the game is. And it, it's We're lucky guys. It's like a massive quilt. It is. You know. I it, wish we had more time with this podcast because I'm just remembering all the wonderful times that we did have with the Washington Capitals and all around Washington and you yeah. know the White House and all these places. I mean, it's just been... Terrific. Yeah, it was uh, it was a heck of a summer, and um, you you we've talked a little bit about the guy's reaction when it first gets there, but I also noticed those last few minutes before the night ends are are pretty special too. You see guys just basically just holding it like a baby. Andre Burakovsky comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good one. Alex too. Yeah, Alex did it too. Uh, it, it's it's like they don't want to let it go, yeah. and, and some of the things they would say as they placed it into the the box, and yeah, I I think the middle is is sort of the middle, but the the first few moments and the last few moments are are pretty touching, really to to watch. Uh, that's the pure part, I think, Mike. That's that's the natural part of you can't write that stuff. Yeah, how they react when they see it, and when it's time to go, when you're saying, okay. Or hopefully it be. yeah again. it's gonna come back and yeah you think back to when and i know we've talked about alex ovechkin a lot but when they rose the banner that night and then he skated over to the case and put it in and bent down and kissed it and he skated away and he said till next time and i think mike and i mike bolt and i were standing there hearing that and i don't think anyone else heard that and i that wasn't scripted that was just yeah. that's alex yeah and it was so cool to be there to hear that, that, hey, the, the journey's not over. It's just another chapter. Well, and you talk about the the, the, the players and, and how joyful they are for the day. I mean, they're extremely hospitable to the cup guys. I mean, they could just yeah. put us in a corner and say, you know what, I'll be done at midnight or whatever. I mean, they they make us a part of their day, which is so humbling to us because we could just be, you know, just shuffle them off, and, and but they're just they're just wonderful people, and their I don't think they get a choice with you. Though. Well, Do no, you they don't. They don't. Actually, I uh, make sure that uh, <laughs> I bring Here a little joy. Go. I bring a little joy. 
Well, that, that's why when we were we were graciously given our own night with a cup, we we yeah. we put in a request for <laughs> you guys, and you guys were gracious enough to 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 Just, you know, escort us on our, on our Zachy's going. Well, we can cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, I think I'm going to clip out your laugh and just splice it up throughout the podcast every <laughs> once in a while. It's the greatest <laughs> burst of laughter. It is the greatest. You got to love a guy that laughs at his own joke. Yeah. <laughs> I like putting a quarter in Mario, though. It's always good. I think you're you're so right. All of that is, is so special. Every guy... It has their own moment in their own personal way, and that's that's why they get their days with the cup because it's about them. But they also know because of them, they have the team, and the team is much bigger than them guys. So they know they have to pass it on, and it's on to the next guy, and you see his emotions, and then it goes on and on from there. But it was great for us too, just to just to get to know you guys and spend some time. Phil and I bonded on music. Mario and I bonded on uh, pop culture from the '60s and '70s TV right. shows. And I'm stuff. Starsky and, and he's Hutch, and we everybody were, as long yeah, as we you know were. That. We we had a great time, and, and you know one of my favorite uh, memories, and I know you guys, Zach and Sergey, will will co-sign this too. We were in Yavla in, uh, at the end there. Um, Nick Backstrom and, and Christian use and they were sharing a day in the middle and, and you guys got cut loose a little early and we had gone out to dinner uh, at this this place where you cook your own food beautiful and and we loved it so oh. much and we had just sat through a two-hour dinner oh. of our own and we said hey you guys got to come here what was that the black bull or something or black, black stone black stone yeah. oh it was just terrific and then you guys came and then we sat through your dinner and 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 a great uh, night it was yeah truly and and i mean you guys must have so many of them uh it's like i said the the experience is is a is a once in a lifetime thing and it, it makes you sad that you can't do all of them but phil how did you do it back in the day you know you know it's uh Obviously, we're a lot younger then, and I guess we're more experienced now. But I remember 1995, New Jersey Devils had won the Cup, officially the first time that all the mm-hmm. players get it with the Cup. And Lou Lamorella was the GM, and it wasn't it wasn't like it is now where you ask the guys what days are no good for you or do you have anything planned or anything. Lou kind of said okay, you're getting it this day, you're getting it this day, you're getting it this day, and that's the way it was. And they're going to show up at this time, and they're leaving at this time. So it, as is Lou's way it was, it, it changed kind of after that because yeah. guys started saying, hey, well, I'm getting married. Well, you're getting the cup this day, so you better figure it out. And that's how it was. So it was basically 23 days in a row, and we were done with the players, and then we had staff and – partners and stuff like that but it, it was a it was in july most of it was for the first time with the guys and uh but they didn't get a choice and when they wanted it just okay i gotta be in montreal quebec this day because that's when the cup's coming to my house or wherever they might be so it, it's changed a bunch uh I, and i think back to the first guy i ever did was Colin Patterson of the Calgary Flames in 1989, and that was kind of done by accident. It was after the NHL awards, and he had asked it to come to his house for kind of a time with the cup, and it kind of became his cup day. And he lived in Toronto, and the awards were in Toronto that day, or that the night before, and it, they had the after-hours party, and Colin was there, and he came up to me and asked. And I said, I'm sure we can figure something out. 
goes, well, can you come first thing in the morning? I said, sure, Colin, no problem. So nine, so this is about two o'clock. The NHL award after party is done. We're packing up, and Colin asked me then. So I leave, stay overnight in the hotel, and go up to North Toronto for him. For I'm there before nine o'clock, and they've got banners up on this street. They like they must have stayed up all night painting banners and everything. It was like this cup party had been planned for months, and he had like seven hours and. That was Colin Patterson's day, and it was it was cool to start think back then. Yeah, and the only photos I have from that day are Polaroids. Wow. That's that's what we did. Long time ago, I mean, he's way yeah. ahead of his time. Long it, time exactly, ago. Yeah. it was. Yeah, and then I mean, some of the guys and teams had it over the years, and they had it in their city and kind of did things, but it kind of evolved, like we said, into where we are now. To last year, going to. Whatever it was with Washington, seven countries, I think. Was that correct? Mm. Seven countries all over Canada, United States. And it's amazing what it's it's turning into. And it's it's a pleasure to be part of it all. What would you say is the most remote place you've ever been to with it? Uh, I I really liked Philip Grubauer's day last year. Oh, that was when beautiful. When we flew into Munich Airport, we're waiting for the cup and... It's a glass wall in Munich, and he's outside. Vita Zane. Yeah, he's outside with his buddies dressed dressed in the, what we thought was his Oktoberfest gear. In <laughs> <laughs> Lederhosen. Yeah, it's Lederhosen. People, yeah. people are taking photos with him, and I'm thinking, holy crap, he's, he's huge here. Like He's big. Yeah, and then we come out, and, you know, we start talking to him, and he says we're going up to the mountains. I said, but did you wear this just for us? He goes, no, I wear this every day. <laughs> and, he, and people coming up to him because they thought it was an Oktoberfest promotion. <laughs> they had no Where's idea. The he, they had Same no idea. Girl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they had no idea. He's there waiting for the Stanley Cup. And we come up, and the Stanley Cup comes out, and there's this guy when Lederhosen pulls it out of the case, and we get photos right outside of Munich Airport. And I'm thinking, this is going to be pretty cool. We're going to the mountains. And then we go actually – up the mountains to we take a trolley car up to the top and we had breakfast the the next morning because he kind of did a half day at night and then the next Mm -hmm. morning yeah but we were up at the top having breakfast with the saint Pauli girls and everyone's in leader everyone's uh, mario and i are we're we're dressed like (laughs) hall of fame idiots and everyone else is in leader hosen and stuff and it was oh it was was so cool Spectacular. But you talked about remote. I mean, we're at the top of a mountain in the Bavarian mountains in Germany with the cows. Yeah, Bell, with, cows. with the bells yeah, ringing. The bells. Ding, ding. And <laughs> I mean, we're a, a long way from anywhere where you'd think there'd be Washington Capitol fans, but sure enough, they were there. Yeah, we got some wonderful photos of uh, him, uh, you know, with the cup with the feed in the cup. You know what? I, I think I had six fried eggs for breakfast that day. Yes. Like Lots I mean, of beer. It just kept coming, you know, yeah. and beer, and beer. it was like eight eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, I remember with Rama's uh, Cup Day, they they brought us to some restaurant. It was like nine in the morning, and it was just a whole bunch of meat and Be- beer. That's right. And we we got a piece of the meteor. Yeah, P- a meteor had fallen yeah, some- right in front of that restaurant, and and the guy was giving them to me. Hey, here, you have a piece of meteor, and I said, okay. Mike, how do you beat that for breakfast? Meat and a beer, though. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good for you guys. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, for me, not not so much. Yeah, that's I mean, that's right. I forgot about. Yeah. No, no, I apologize. Yes, as I almost forgot. a lifelong that's vegetarian. Right. I, I was in it. I was in a tough spot that that's morning. Right, it's awful. You, you got to tell Mario the joke. No, no, but, but then I remembered. I remembered. There's a sandwich in every glass. That's so, right. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, just, I just had a couple more beers and that's I was right. good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And then the the opposite side of that, you, you said Colin Patterson's day was here in Toronto. I got to think that of all the places you've come back to multiple times, Toronto's got to be pretty high on that list. You know what? St. Louis this year had seven guys in, in Toronto and surrounding area. Like, they wow. had a lot of Canadians on the team. Yeah. But in Toronto and surrounding area, we spent a lot of time in, in this area. And it, it's amazing because you'd think there'd be a lot more guys. Uh but over the years, I mean, we're, we come at least yeah. once a year. We're, we're usually here. We're usually in Saskatchewan. We're usually in Minnesota. We're in Massachusetts area. Usually a Russian, a Swede, a Finn. Uh, but this year with Toronto, we, we spent just over a week in this, in this area. And that, that seemed to be a lot. How do you guys, how has you, as you guys have done this year after year, how does your approach change because, like I said, these are grueling summers. There's a lot of hard travel, a lot of long days, um, and I know they, they put two of you guys on the on the European trips. But how has your approach evolved to this, just to stand up to the to the grind? I I mean I think as we all get older, you've got to watch what you eat and drink. But as Mario said earlier, you don't want to offend anybody in their toast and that you want to be part of it and that you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb, but there there's food. Like you said, for breakfast, there's food, there's lunch, there's dinner. They, you don't go unfed yeah. and, and I use another Walt, uh, another Walt quote. He says, a well-fed cup keeper is a happy cup keeper. And, and Walt's theory is if he sees food, he eats it because he doesn't know when he's going to eat again. True, true But that. you could be eating all the time yeah. sometime. I think for me that has changed a lot. Uh, I've always been able to sleep on a plane, hundred percent, which I, that I think is important. Yeah, that does to sleep. help if you're able to shut it down. Yeah, somehow because you're in a different hotel every night, and sometimes the best hotel is your arm against the side of the window on the plane and, and sleep in that way. I, I think for that, I, I try and sleep more on that. But for me personally, I want the player or the staff guy to have most incredible day he can. So if there's any way I can help in that, that's that's what's important. Because at the end of the day, when they're saying goodbye, I would love for them to say, that was a great day. And then you know everything's good. That's right. I use a night cream to refresh in my, my <laughs> face just to make sure that I'm, you know, ready and, and hydrated. You need to be hydrated. It's huge, Mike. You know Hydration's that. important. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. So what about the cup? Like at night, what what do you do so, to, to get it ready for the next day? Absolutely. So what we'll do is uh, we'll take it out, uh, and it's sometimes beer-soaked or food-soaked. So we wash it down uh, with a light soap and give it a good good cleaning. Um, and then we just wipe it down, uh, let it sit and kind of dry naturally, then put it back in the case, put the, uh, the uh, drape back in there, and away we go for the next day. Oh, she looks pretty good for 126. Yeah, if we can all look like that when we're that old, we'd be doing okay. It might <laughs> yeah. be more than Mario's night cream. Well, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. A little dab will do you. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, fellas. I appreciate you uh, 
spending some time here, and uh, now we'll go we'll go and uh, break bread as we did so many times last summer. Looking forward to we that as forward well. To it, so hopefully your second pro- your second podcast. Hopefully they get better than this one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, if this at is least, at least we had a name for this one. I, I give it, you know, we, we can't even talk a, about your ripped bag somewhere in Denmark. I think oh, it was yeah. when that yeah. blew apart. Yeah. We 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 got the tape. We yeah. were okay. Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks especially to Phil Pritchard and Mario Della Sabia for spending some time with us on today's Break the Ice. So long. <laughs>